The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. No DP, no J, you got AO. I'm Austin Norman here on 93.7 The Ticket, ticketfm.com. Welcome to Old School, hour two of the show. Coming your way from 1040 O Street, northwest corner of 11th and O. No, it's a little chilly out, but if you're walking by the downtown area, make sure you uh, stop by our floor-to-ceiling windows. Give me a wave. Say hi. Love to see you. See a lot of people out walking around. Some of them, I'm sure, heading to the Nebraska Storytelling Festival to meet up with our own DP. That's right. DP's there telling the story of his time in Utah. He was coaching football, and uh, he has a story from the bus. So you definitely want to make sure... Uh, if you haven't heard that story on the ticket, you you get to the Grand Mance here tonight for the Nebraska Storytelling Festival. And we are awaiting the arrival of Jay Foreman, Husker Hall of Famer. Uh, busy sharing his brain, sharing his insight with other people. Uh, before this, Jay uh, tells me he's on his way. I'll hold down the fort till the Husker Hall of Famer gets here. I will let you know, like Jay usually does, that Old School is brought to you by the Mercado Certified Piedmontese. Every type of meat and every type of cut. Two locations here in Lincoln, 84th and Havelock. That's the one that I will go to. Uh, it's on my way to church. Just a left turn instead of a right. It is right there. Excited to to get out there, purvey their, their fine selection of meats, cheeses, and other other fine goods, including their prepackaged meals. The one I would have gone to when I lived down south was the 30th and Yankee Hill location. That's the location that has their Friday lunch specials as well. So every week... The Mercado, it's a wonderful group of, of chefs. Cook something up. It's something new. It's something unique to the Mercado. 
And it's first come, first serve. They they don't keep it all day. It's just for lunch. So make sure you get yourself down to the 30th and Yankee Hill location for lunch tomorrow uh, for the Mercado. If you have any thoughts on anything we're talking about here during the show, let me know on the Sarder Heyman text line, 402-464-5685. Again, the big news of the day, Nebraska football's schedule is out uh, for next season. The 2024 season has been released. We know the Huskers' opponents. I did tweet it out if you want the schedule in visual form. Go follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore Orman. And while you're there, make sure you follow DP and J. Their, their handles are scrolling across the bottom line now. And of course, at 93.7, the ticket. If you follow there, you get uh, the day's highlights. We post clips, the best stuff from shows every day. Uh, you get all the live shows, right? Because we do broadcast our shows on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, as well as Twitter. So if you're you're on the go, you're sitting in the office and you don't have a radio with you, uh, yeah, of course, you can download our app. It's free. It's easy to use. You can do that. Or if you're already on social media, give us a like, give us a follow. Every show that we do here at The Ticket goes out live over those social media platforms. So make sure you don't miss anything by, by liking, by following, by subscribing, whatever it is. All right, Nebraska football schedule. Y'all have thoughts on the Sarder Heyman text line, 402-464-5685. I ask you to rate the Nebraska schedule out of five stars. Brad gives it a two. Brad, I assume that your two is in terms of difficulty. Given what Nebraska's faced before, given what Nebraska could have faced, I do think I'm in that, that two to three range. Maybe just give one star per marquee opponent. I think there are two true marquee opponents on Nebraska's schedule. Those being Ohio State, that'll be game eight of the season, and then USC, which would be game 10 of the season. Those are the biggest name games on Nebraska's schedule. You do have Colorado coming to town. Now, the Buffaloes come to Lincoln on September the 7th. You get UCLA here in Lincoln, and I think that's big. I'm very excited about that series for a number of reasons. But the two, you know, biggest name, biggest headline, glitz, glamour-iest games are Ohio State and USC. You miss Penn State. You miss Michigan. You miss Washington. You miss Oregon. Could have been a whole lot. Well, okay. I was about to say worse, but I don't think Matt Rule would endorse that approach, right? The schedule, the way it sets up right now for Nebraska is it's a great opportunity to to bank some wins, especially early. And this is where the example that I used with Strick was this schedule, if Nebraska develops, especially on, on offense, plugs some holes on defense and make sure you can always you know do some more shoring up of special teams. Next year from this vantage point, Feels a lot to me like 2016. Nebraska starts that year out 7-0, and and then you got into the meat of the schedule. You went to Wisconsin, you lost a heartbreaker. You played Ohio State, and they ran roughshod over you. You start 7-0, and and you finish 2-4, and including the bowl game. Nebraska might be in a similar position. Again, I'm not, I'm not planting my flag here. I'm not planting my flag and saying Nebraska's going 7-0 to start the year. I'm saying if you give me each of those matchups, there's a chance. Six and one on the table, five and two on the table, four and three on the table. Anything worse better be off the table. 
right? If this team is able to, to do what it's done here in October with a year of development, with additions from recruiting in the transfer portal, I would like to think Nebraska is bowl eligible or a win away from it by the time that team heads to Columbus. Again, that'll be game number eight on the schedule. But Nebraska's got to prove it. You can't predict it until then. Brad chimes in and says, it's a two because unless we do something drastic on offense, it could be either a nine-win schedule or a four-win schedule. Man, it better not be a four-win schedule. It better not be a four-win schedule. Not in year two. Not under Matt Rule. If they've been able to jerry-rig a a group on offense that to me is still relatively uninspiring. And again, I don't say this to detract from the players or their efforts, but we know there are higher scoring, higher flying offenses in college football than Nebraska's. You can look at the skill positions. You can look at quarterback. You can look at the line and feel okay about what Nebraska is going to be bringing back next year. Do I think it's a... 30-point-per-game group? Probably not, without additions and a step forward. Can it be a 26-27 to point group in conference play specifically? I don't see why not. You couple that with solid defense. If the defense stays at this level, that's an 8 or a 9-win Nebraska team. Right there. Um, Are we positive Tony White comes back? I would say the odds of Tony White coming back right now 70-30, 70-30, he's back. 65-35, 75-25, somewhere in between there. Um, I think he's back. I don't think he's here for long. I don't. And it sucks to say, I've been wildly impressed with Tony White in terms of what the, the defense has looked like, but hearing him talk, seeing the way he uses the entire defensive roster... Tony White has earned a lot of brownie points in my book. Really, I'm a Tony White fan. I'm fully on board. He's going to have the chance to run his own program. He's going to deserve that chance the way it seems like he leads that defensive group. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The way he talks to them, talks about them in his press conferences. Yes, sign me up for more Tony White. I hope he sticks at Nebraska. But if he doesn't... Matt Rule is going to have to to dig into that Rolodex and find a way to replace Tony White. I think Tony White fits really well with the ethos that Matt Rule has in terms of the development, in terms of the using the whole roster, and in terms of finding the best spot for guys. Not being afraid to be flexible and maybe take these guys outside of their comfort zone to push them to be better, but also not giving them so much on their plate that they can't eat it all, that they can't digest it all, that there's too much for them and they're playing slow. This defense, before Michigan was playing pretty well, Michigan happened, that was the nadir for that group, looked pretty uninspired. But since then, they found something. I don't know if it's the secret sauce, 
to an Iowa level, a vintage Wisconsin level. This is a this is a good defense. It has been a good defense. It's taken care of business against the schedule in front of it through the month of October. But now we're in November. And that's where this year the season is going to be defined. And I think really next year the season is going to be defined. Your November next year is UCLA at home, USC on the road, Wisconsin at home, and Iowa on the road on Black Friday. That to me is tough, but it is all caps opportunity. If Nebraska, I don't even want to say take care of business, right? Nebraska hasn't earned the right to say it's taking care of business. But if Nebraska takes a step forward, handles itself with consistency, and takes that step forward, Nebraska's going to be sitting really pretty heading to Columbus. All of its goals, all of its dreams will be in front of it. It'll be disappointing, but maybe not a disappointment. It'll be too bad. It'll be a bummer if the team doesn't achieve lofty heights in year two. But I think as Husker fans, we knew what we signed up for with Matt Rule. Bit of a slower burn. Bit more of an Airbus climb, like Strick likes to say. There's a great opportunity for this Husker team this year in November, right? I don't want to just put the focus on on next year. There's still four incredibly meaningful games to play this year. But the news is that the schedule for 2024 came out, so that's what we're talking about. Again, if you have any thoughts on that schedule, let me know, 402-464-5685. Um, 0486 says, it'll just be a tough schedule all the time now, but it's tough for everyone. Absolutely that part. Uh, 0486 says, I see no reason to schedule Power 5 teams in the non-con anymore. I'll push back a little bit on that. You still want to schedule some Power 5 teams in the non-conference because it's fun. It's high-level football. Never hurt anyone. But Wisconsin has Alabama on the schedule. USC has LSU on its schedule. My guess is we see... Well, well, here's the thing. TV networks still want those games, right? Those marquee non-conference matchups. TV networks want them. And I think if you're in Nebraska, that is a fantastic way to rebuild your brand to say, hey, we're still here. You can't forget about us, right? We're playing in meaningful games. We're drawing eyeballs. But then you got to win them. you got to win them. The emphasis right now for the college football playoff is go undefeated against the toughest schedule you think you can manage. The committee looks at quality wins. It looks at strength of record. It looks at conference championships, among other criteria. So there might not be a need necessarily to schedule a top-tier Power 5, but if you're Nebraska, why can't you play Colorado moving forward? Why wouldn't you want to play Kansas State or Oklahoma State or Iowa State moving forward? Bring Utah in for kicks. Play Arkansas. Play Missouri. doesn't hurt you. Yeah, it's another tough game. Yeah, you'll have a home-and-home, maybe a neutral site. Again, okay, neutral site at Arrowhead, Nebraska, Missouri. Obviously, you play a game at Missouri, you play a game at Nebraska, but have a third game in that series be a neutral site at Arrowhead. Do the same thing with Arkansas. Sign me up. I'm absolutely here for it. Heck, play it in St. Louis for all I care. Find a way to make those games happen. You still should because they're fun, because they're still good for the sport. But with these new additions, these conference games, I think, are going to start to feel like non-conference games, and it's going to take some getting used to. It really is. Gene and Lincoln, again, rates the scale on a, a one to five star rating, gives it a 4.5. He says, two tough road games late, 
I assume meaning USC and Iowa. But no reason you can't be 10-2 and if the defense stays solid and the offense can start rolling. It'll take a, a couple or a few steps forward for the offense to get rolling. You hope Tony White stays around to keep that defense clicking, moving a pace. That'd be great. Um, 56-40 says, who comes back to the Huskers next year? Schedule is a four and a half star on the front end, three star on the back end, and 56-40 is grading that on manageability. Yep, how good will the offensive improvement be? Will the defense take a step back or forward? Again, the schedule at the start, kind of uninspiring. You get a big game against Colorado. We know the emotions surrounding that game in week two. But what's the real history with Illinois or Purdue or with Rutgers? There's not a lot there. Even with Indiana, you haven't played them a whole lot. They're there. You go to Bloomington, great. Then you get Ohio State. You get UCLA at home. You go to USC, and like I said before, the teams that you used to measure yourself against in Wisconsin and Iowa end out the year. Tough, tough end to the season, but full of opportunity. Those will be quality wins for Nebraska. Derek and Carr gives the schedule a 3.275. That is wildly specific. Thank you for that, Derek. His rationale, because several marquee games with the newest members of the conference is exciting. If they can make a run, they'll get swag points uh, with UCLA USC being nationally televised. Uh, and he thinks November 2nd is going to be cold for Southern California kids. If it's anything like today, anything like it was, if that's an 11 o'clock kick, that's super early West Coast time. And it's even chillier. I- I'm going to doubt that would be a primetime game for UCLA. My guess is that's an 11 or a 2.30 kickoff. This is where Nebraska has to prove it's a Big Ten team. It's a Midwestern team, really, right? There's a lot being made about the weather. How will these teams adapt? How will these teams adjust? I don't know if it's everything, but it's definitely something. Matt Rule said as much. He was asked by a reporter, why are the defenses in the Big Ten so far ahead of the offenses? It's the the exact opposite out in Pac-12 country. It's offense. It's skill position. It's quarterback. It's speed. It's finesse. It's flash. Okay. It's a battle of styles make fights is really what it is. The Big Ten didn't go get USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington necessarily because of the style of football they play. They got them for the TV markets, and we know this. But the fact that those teams have played the way they have for so long in the Big Ten, we know is staunchly set in its ways we could have some really interesting matchups. 49-79. Unless Iowa fixes its offense, Nebraska should beat them every year. Obviously, every Nebraska fan listening to this, every Wisconsin fan, every Minnesota fan listening to this station right now should want Nebraska to beat Iowa every year, right? That's the point of a rivalry game is that you, you want to kick their butt every year, every chance you get. That's a lot to ask, right? The other guys are on scholarship too. They come, they play fired up too. We'll see what Iowa's offense looks like without Brian Ferentz. What does Kirk Ferentz do? Who does he go get? Who can he go get? Who wants to come rehab their image at Iowa? I guess we'll see. He walked in the building. Husker Hall of Famer Jay Foreman here. I'll stick a pin in it. We'll bring Jay in for segment two of Old School next. Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.